If life's been hard lately, you need to hear what I'm about to say. Ever heard the saying, solid as the rock of Gibraltar? Well, it's a saying meant to declare that something or someone is undoubtedly safe even when the waves are raging. The saying is a reference to this famous and magnificent rock mountain at the entrance of the Mediterranean Sea where the waves, well, they're wild enough for surfers, on a good day anyway. (laughs) The rock's been there for thousands of years and hasn't really changed much, which I suppose is why it's sometimes used by armies in times of great war. A fortress. Now, think about a sand dune, one that's constantly shifting, doesn't take wild waves, just maybe the regular influence of wind and rain to change the shape of the sand. If you're in a storm, which would you rather hold on to, the Rock of Gibraltar or a sand dune? (laughs) I think that's pretty obvious, right? You know, I think that difference is a lot like our ever-changing world and the unfailing stability of Jesus Christ, our mighty fortress. Welcome to Revive Our Hearts Weekend. I'm Dana Gresh, and that's Christy Knuckles with A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And oh, how I love that song. And today, I want to explore the theme of stability, something I need a little of on hard days, even more of for the tough years. And I want you to go away from our time together with an absolute conviction that God is your mighty fortress. What keeps you going when it seems like the bottom has fallen out of your life? Where do you find stability? Psalm 62, 1-2 is a good place to start finding an answer. It reads, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From Him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. That verse doesn't say we won't be shaken. It says we won't be greatly shaken when we hold on to Christ, our rock. Not too long ago, some of my friends at a True Woman conference talked about that, feeling shaken, but realizing they had the great rock to cling to. And I want you to hear what they said. We'll hear from Ashrita Chuchu, Julie Slattery, Amanda Cassian, Shannon Popkin, and Kelly Needham talking about the unchanging fortress of Jesus Christ. Let's listen. He is my refuge, and He is my strength, and no matter what, life brings when we rest on the rock that is Jesus Christ. We are safe and secure. The waves might crash, the storms might come, all this unknown. You can't anticipate the diagnosis, the job loss, the loved one walking away. We don't know what will come, but God knows. And he invites us to build our life on the solid rock because he will never be shaken. And so when we rest in him, we will not be shaken. I think the vision that God has really given me over the years with this is the idea of being an instrument-rated pilot, which if you know aviation, it means that you can trust the instrument panels and you're not going to be thrown off by what you see out the windows. 
And I think in our day and age, there are so many women who are looking out the windows, they're looking inward at what they feel, what people are saying, what culture is doing, and they don't trust the instrument of God's Word. And so for me, it's that God never changes. His Word never changes. He's never surprised. And as much as we might be bumping around in turbulence, we can trust Him. We can trust uh, His Spirit as He teaches us and He draws us to Himself. I named my daughter, my youngest daughter, Josephine Hope. And the word, or the name Josephine means God increases. And she's a COVID baby. So at the time, I was really struggling with hope and, you know, where our security lies because the world was changing so fast and people were turning on each other. And I wanted a reminder of God's Word and and who He is. And so her name is Josephine Hope, which means God increases hope. And as I age, as my years come to an end, and it could come to an end tomorrow, God is further increasing my hope as I come to know Him more. And that hope is an anchor for me. It is a hope that I don't have to worry about tomorrow. When I think of Peter stepping out of the boat, when he fixed his eyes on Christ, his anchor, he could walk on water. But when he looked to the right or to the left, that's when he sank. And so for me, I want to fix my eyes on Christ, who is the anchor of my soul, so that I do not sink. He keeps me afloat. There's this night when the disciples are crossing the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus has told them to cross. They're following His instructions, and they find themselves in the middle of a storm. Like, it's a bad storm. They're afraid that they're going to lose their lives, and they have been out there battling. It says the wind and the waves were against them, and they are feeling completely undone. They're, they're afraid they're going to die. And at like between four and six in the morning, I think it's the third watch of the night, Mark tells us that Jesus came walking on the water and he meant to pass by them. Now, I think that's interesting (laughs) because when I'm in the dark night of the soul, the chaos of a storm, I don't want Jesus to pass by me. I want him to come to me. I want him to stop the storm. I want him to be with me in the storm. And yet Jesus meant to pass by them. What was he thinking. This was the big reveal. In Matthew's telling of the story, at the end of the story, the disciples say, surely He was, is the Son of God. They're knowing for the first time that, yes, everything is insecure in our lives. And yet, we shouldn't picture Jesus, I don't think, like slogging through the storm, (laughs) you know, trying to get to them. Because if He's not affected by gravity, surely He's not affected by the storm. And this is what Jesus is revealing. He is not affected by the storms in our life. He isn't affected by the chaos. None of it affects him. He is above the storm. He is standing, and he wants us to see that in the middle of our storm. He's our anchor. He's the anchor that we can look 
to in the middle of our storm. Um, he's the one who will not be defeated. He will rise above anything that we are facing. And so in our distress, in our frustration, Jesus wants us to see, you know, we might be out of control. Our whole world may be out of control. But Jesus is not in out of control. Jesus is in control. And so since He is in control, that means I don't have to be. I've seen the anchor hold in my life in my own heart's transformation, um, which always feels like the hardest transformation sometimes. But to take seasons of change to take hurts and conflict and problems that feel too big to solve in my own heart, to take those to the Lord and see my own heart transform from a place of turmoil to peace, that is so affirming to me that God is real, that He can change me, He can change my disposition, that He can produce peace in my heart amidst a lot of moving things that are unstable and uncertain, and starting to see Him answer prayers that I'm praying for, and not all of the things that have been laid before His feet this past 12 months are answered, but there are some that have been, and there's slow transformation in in some areas and relationships and things that I've been praying for that I see, and seeing those those little expressions of God at work, it's just a reminder, He is real, and He is He's changing me, first of all, but I see Him transforming others around me. It's not always the circumstances that I want changed that get changed. It's usually heart postures that are getting changed and contentment growing rather than circumstances changing. But again, that to me is more freeing because now— My hope is tied not to circumstances changing, but to a person who can actually interject into a difficult circumstance and provide the things that we need despite the circumstance changing. It's really liberating. Amen. I hope that truth brings you comfort when you see the world around you shaking and changing day by day. That was Kelly Needham, along with other speakers at our True Woman Conference just a few years ago. Now, I want to tell you about a time I felt shaken, but God used that song by Christy Knuckles, A Mighty Fortress Is Our God, to remind me I didn't have to stay that way. I was at the hospital. My daughter-in-law had just given birth to twins who seemed to be doing well, though they were very premature. I was celebrating in the family lounge, showing off photos, I suppose, when I got a text from my son. It read, come quickly, something's happening. I scrubbed in and got into the NICU as fast as I could. In one corner, I saw my Robbie and Aaliyah holding each other and weeping. In another, I saw a team of doctors frantically working on our sweet little three-pound Addie, Her lung had collapsed. Now, the doctors did mend her, but after they finished, they pulled us all together and, well, their faces told us the news wasn't good. Nothing was sure. I felt shaken. After a while, I was able to pull away to the cafeteria. 
found a corner and soaked in Christie's beautiful version of this magnificent hymn. And it was this little bridge that stabilized me that day. I'm telling you, I rose from that chair. I walked back into the NICU and I was unshakable. Why? Because I put my eyes on Jesus. We've got to keep our eyes on Him, not the doctor's diagnosis, not the fear around us, Jesus. Fix your eyes on Christ, my friend. God's kingdom is unshakable. And that means if you're God's child as part of His kingdom, you're unshakable too. Now, you may have noticed that so far I've paired something with the truth that God is unchanging and unshakable. What is it? Yep, trouble, trials, hard times. Most of us don't really have a hard time trusting God when things are going well. At least we don't think we do. It's when your life is upended that you realize you have no control and you're totally dependent on Him. More than ever, that's when you need to trust that He is just the same now as He was in the Bible, as He always has been. Psalm 46 verse 1 acknowledges that. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Here's Nancy DeMoss-Walgamuth talking about that verse. She starts out by reminding us of the inevitable reality of trouble in our lives. Trouble, it's an inescapable inevitable reality in a fallen world. But it's our troubles that actually point us to the other reality, apart from which we could not survive the troubles we face. And what is that other reality? It's the first word of the verse, God. God, Elohim, the all-powerful God. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. He is the one who created and controls all the forces of nature. Nothing in this world happens by chance or outside of his knowledge and his control. He is the sustainer of this world. By him, all things hold together, and that includes us. Elohim, God, he is the one who is our refuge, our strength in the midst of trouble. He's the starting point. He's a fixed reference point in a world of shifting circumstances. And he is more real than any circumstance, than any trouble that may touch your life or mine this day or in the days to come. Notice the order in which these two realities are brought up. Which one comes up first? God. The point of this psalm, I think, is to say, start with God. We tend to start with our troubles. Ask somebody how they're doing. Ask me how I'm doing over these last several weeks. I'll tell you about my troubles. And that's where we tend to start is with our circumstances, with this challenge, with this pressure, with this problem. But this passage says, start with God. God is our refuge, our strength, a very present help in trouble. He is what we need in trouble. We often think of all the other things we need or wish we had. A solution. Relief, 
someone to sympathize with us. But this passage says, no, turn to him. He is our refuge. Psalm 2 puts it this way, blessed are all who take refuge in him. Some of your translations say, blessed are all who put their trust in him. That's what you do with the refuge. You run to it and you put your trust in that place of refuge. Well, God is our refuge and our strength. He is a source of mental or emotional support when we need it. And that's all the time. We are weak and helpless. We need his strength. He provides divine enabling in our weakness. He is the one who helps keep us strong. Now, I should note that sometimes God shields and protects us from trouble. But sometimes he ordains that we should go through the storm, and then he provides strength to endure the storm. Remember what he said to Paul when Paul cried out to be delivered from his affliction? God said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough. For my power, my strength is made perfect in weakness. You see, our weakness, and when do we find out our weakness? It's when we're in trouble, right? Our weakness showcases his power. It provides an opportunity for the display of his strength. But here's an important reminder. God only proves to be a refuge for those who actually put their trust in him. His strength is experienced by those who recognize and acknowledge their weakness and their need. Now, in verse 1 here, where it says a very present help, some of your Bibles will have a little note in the margin that says, he is a well-proved help. And that's another rendering of this verse, very present, well-proved. You know what that says to me as I've been meditating on it? He's got a perfect track record. He's helped others who've been in trouble. He's helped me in the past when I've been in trouble. And if you need to go back and recount the times when you've seen God be a help to you or to others in trouble, he's well proved. And so, therefore, there is no reason to fear that he will fail to help me now. He's well proved. Verse 2 talks about the earth giving way. This is a picture of extreme upheaval. I mean, we think of the earth as being as solid as it gets usually, until it starts shaking. But that's not an everyday occurrence. You usually think if there's anything solid in the world, it's the ground, you know, terra firma, right? Firm ground, the ground you're standing on. The point is, nothing on this earth, including the earth itself, is secure. Everything is unstable and uncertain. Everything. There will be earthquakes, There will be trouble, troubles. We saw that's a plural word in the first verse. Things we thought were steady, unshakable, and secure can and will change. They will give way. They will be moved. If the earth can give way, then anything can give way, right? Everything can and will change. And we all come to points in our lives where the things we thought were most Sure and enduring prove not to be so sure or enduring. And it's a reminder that we will never find security in any earthly refuge. Any person, anything that we trust in is subject to change. Mountains, earth, we think of these things as being solid and unshakable. The fact is only God is unshakable. 
Only he is completely reliable, faithful, and trustworthy. You see, troubles cause our hearts to become detached from this earth when we realize that there is nothing stable here. You know, our hearts are attached to things of this earth until troubles come and shake us up, right? And when they shake us up, our hearts get detached from this earth and more attached to God and heaven and eternal, unshakable realities. And that's part of the point of troubles. Because if you've been putting your trust in things and people that can be taken away from you, that can be moved, then you're insecure. You're not going to be secure. Now, the psalm goes on to say, because God is our refuge, our strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore, we will not fear. Because we have a certain, sure, unshakable reality, even when everything else around us is going nuts, therefore, we will not fear. Now, our lack of fear is not based on what's going on around us, because the things going on around us can be dreadfully fearful. It's based on that unshakable, sure foundation of who God is. Psalm 27, 1 says it this way, The Lord is the stronghold or the strength of my life. Of whom or what shall I be afraid? If your life is anchored in Him, there's no reason for fear. You see, the antidote to fear in a terrifying world is not trying to arrange our lives to be free from trauma and trouble. The antidote to fear is anchoring our lives on the character of God. Those who have built their lives on the foundation of this present world will one day suffer irreparable loss as they discover that all they have lived for was temporary, shifting, and vulnerable. But those who've placed their confidence in Christ, the solid rock, have nothing to fear. For that rock will never be moved, but will support them surely, steadfastly, forever. Listen, it makes all the difference for time and eternity where you place your trust. Can you say that Christ is your only hope? The solid rock on which you have based your life. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All Other Ground is Sinking Sand. That's a hymn by Edward Mote, The Solid Rock. Before that, Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth asked some questions that I hope will cause you to examine your own heart. Are you confident about where your trust lies? When your life is shaken, will you be shaken with it or will you cling to Jesus, your rock and refuge? Nothing and no one else can compare to Him. There are so many other ways. In fact, every other way that God is greater than everyone else. That's what Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth writes about in her newest book, Incomparable, 50 Days with Jesus. 
It has 50 short readings that will help you to consider the work and words of Christ. You'll think about His pre-existence, His atoning work, His suffering, His promised second coming, and more. When you give a gift right now to support the ministry of Revive Our Hearts, we want to say thank you by sending you that book. And Nancy just started a series on our daily program that's related to the book. So I think you'll want to get the book incomparable to follow along. You can give a gift by calling 1-800-569-5959. That's 1-800-569-5959. Or go to reviveourhearts.com slash weekend and click on today's episode. Don't forget to ask for the book Incomparable when you get in touch. What do you do when you are tempted to sin? Is your first response to run to the Word of God? We'll talk about that next week. Join us for it. Thanks for listening today. I'm Dana Gresh. We'll see you next time for Revive Our Hearts Weekend. This program is a listener-supported production of Revive Our Hearts in Niles, Michigan, calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ.